welcome, 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 listeners. You are here with your host, Budget Pedal Chap. This is Fret Talk Podcast. It is episode number 39. You are joined today by your co-host, Mr. Matt Quine. Hello. <laughs> there we go. And by uh, a man who gets a mention almost weekly, it's Mr. Moog Gravit. Say hi, Moog. Hel- hello there. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm jolly well, thank you very much. It's been a while. It's been a while. It has been. It's nice to be here. But it almost seems like you're here every week with your uh, <laughs> flagrant mentions on the cast. Um, so, uh, a mook wh- goes where he is needed. In- <laughs> of course. Um, so, what have you been up to uh, since last time you were on the cast, Mr. Mook Gravit? Um... Musically, hmm. Uh, well, since the last time, um, I have done a gig, which is quite a rare thing for me and quite a lovely thing. Um, it was really nice. I did a uh, just did a show in a, a very small steampunk bar in Brighton called the Yellow Book, um, which nice. went down quite well. I was supporting uh, my dear chum, Professor Elemental, um, and it's yeah, it's been a while since I've done any. Um, live rap scallion music so it was nice to get out and uh um yeah and have a, have a bit of a play it was a bit of a, a bit of a scary one because when i got to the venue it's not really a primarily a live uh, venue they've got sort of mm. like a three channel mixer that goes through sort of just some crappy house speakers on the ceiling so oh <laughs> when, I, when i got there i thought oh shit this is gonna be this is gonna be bad but actually for the size of the venue it worked reasonably well so yeah mm. quite happy with that good i mean i the the worst venue that i've ever played at happened to be one of the best gigs that i ever had so um yeah it's weird how that works out, isn't it yeah no it was, it was it was really nice i mean um got some audience singing along with my own songs which is nice excellent made me feel like bon jovi it was great <laughs> oh dear <laughs> just wish I had the hair still uh, yeah I mean that man <laughs> he has got hair <laughs> that's more than you can say for me <laughs> oh well yeah I mean what what you lack in hair you make up for in multiple guitar and vocal harmonies Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh, and talking of vocal harmonies, haven't we Ooh. had some fun there? Uh, go on, That's, do mention. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was a um, another one of the things I've been doing. Um, sort of really trying to get to grips with getting this album of mine finished. Um, and as such, I enlisted uh, the help of some people to to become the Rapscallion Uber Chorus. And um, yes, you sir, our dear host, budget pedal chap, uh, graced me with some of your vocal stylings which um that i did fantastic i I carved out a a 20 minute slot in my (laughs) incredibly busy schedule um and ended up um and ad-libbing somewhat (laughs) uh, yes I'll, i'll save the um save the the mention of of what the ad libs are for when that actually releases but if it does Absolutely. indeed make into the uh, into the final mix, because 
Well, I can currently tell you that the, the, I know exactly the phrase you're thinking of, and it currently is sitting in the mix. So <laughs> Fantastic. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So that was um, so that was good. Yeah. So um, I've, I've actually um, hit a bit of a landmark with the, with the, the album recording, which is great and it's uh, exciting because um, I've got the first um, the first song, which is I've just sent off to a guy to get mixed. So that's nice. the first step to locking it all down. Um, so yeah, we're getting there. That's it. Slow and steady, and it's it's <laughs> forward movement, which is yes. it's what we want. I mean, I've I've done projects before where I've um, recorded like half of a song or two thirds of a song, and then it just hits a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so and um, the fact that it's it's keep on going on and keep on going on and you you're making that progress it's just it's awesome no oh, thanks yeah no we'll, we'll get there we'll get there there's still a fair bit to do lots of vocals to be to re-record but uh you know as long as i can keep stealing the nice microphone from work at the weekends and <laughs> carving, out, <laughs> carving out a little bit of time we'll be all right that's that's pretty cool uh, and I've got to say, I'm a I'm a big fan of the stuff. From oh, what I've you. heard, it's uh, it's pretty tasty. Oh, well, isn't that nice? Indeed, indeed. Right, so, um, Mister Mister Macquine, um, aside yep. from hosting another podcast, what have you been up to this week? Um, what have I been up to this week? Um, I've bought a roller bridge for my Gretsch so that the strings will actually go over it on, on the Bigsby system rather than sort of catch on the the system that's on there at the moment because it's a bit pointy and the G-string won't stay in tune. So hmm. I've got a Graphitec <laughs> nut and a roller bridge for it now, which I just need to install. So <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure using, yeah, the Graphitec nut, a binding G-string, I'm sure there's something there. <laughs> I thought I was I was waiting for it, but it never quite never quite arrived. No, there's a problem that is, isn't it? Especially That's as you with the get G-strings. older. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> got there eventually. We worked it. Yeah. We worked it out. <laughs> so yeah, um, I've I've bought those, got those ready to install. Now need to go and pick up the Gretsch from the other guitarist in the band who was borrowing it because. He wanted to see whether he wanted to buy himself a Gretsch or not. Um, cool, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go and has, collect that hopefully this week. And what was his uh, What was his thoughts? Is he going to buy a Gretsch? Is he not going to buy a Gretsch? Well, he said he was going to drop it round yesterday, and it's still not here, so I'm guessing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing shaking. he's probably going to buy a Gretsch. Yeah. Um, signs are shaking the eight ball, it says outcome looks, uh, looks likely. I. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've done that. I've started recording myself playing um, acoustic with a mic uh, camera and microphone I, I forget words words don't happen quickly it, yeah. it was just the, the the most opportune time to pause there I've recorded myself playing <laughs> you're a terrible person I think I've said this every week for about a month now. <laughs> you, you have. Mm. Yeah, you yeah, listeners yeah. are lucky you can't uh, see the video because, you know, <laughs> what we're seeing here, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap and I. Yep. 
He's beating a, alone, a rhythm with his own drum. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so I basically bought myself a camera with an external mic in so that I could start recording myself playing some acoustic tracks. Yep. And finally got around to actually starting recording myself this week. Um, mm-hmm. Probably need to do reshoots because I'm not happy with the, the amount of mistakes I'm making, but it's yeah. just trying to get me used to playing in front of a camera at the moment and then eventually... <laughs> the mood's <laughs> gone. sick. Um, yeah, eventually, hopefully, I'm going to start up probably just a Facebook page called MacWine Music or something where I'll just put me doing random covers of random songs. Yeah. Some of them in my own style and some of them just straight covers. Yeah, that no, sounds good. And uh, how are you finding the whole process of um, when the are you getting that red light fever when the uh, when the record buttons um, pressed? Yeah, so it generally takes. Like I say, I'm making lots of mistakes that I wouldn't mm-hmm. make. Like I've played a lot of these songs at open mics and not made any mistakes or made very few mistakes. Yeah, and now that I'm sat in front of a camera that's you know five foot, six foot away, whatever it is. Um, I'm making lots of mistakes. I am forgetting lyrics. I am forgetting the next chord in the sequence sometimes and just doing stupid things like that. Um, so, yeah, I just need to get over the fact of unless I release it, nobody's ever going to see this. So why am I more nervous than I would be in a pub? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I'll, I'll but get there. Yeah, I- there's, there's an intrinsic pressure when uh, when recording comes along. Um and when I first started recording music, kind of, um, then at home, uh, I'd, I'd always get that. I'd be nailing the parts that I'd be playing when the uh, when the record button weren't on. Um, and then the moment you see that red light flash, it's just... Yeah. 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 And like I say, I'll get there eventually. It's just getting in the right mindset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And sometimes it's good to just, you know, put out something that isn't perfect because it's a starting point, you know, and you can always go up from there and, you know. Yeah, yeah, and like the the one I shared in the group that I'd recorded just with my phone, that's for, riddled with mistakes. Um, well, but eventually, good. I'll, no, uh, I'll get better. The other, the oh, God other damn it, I still haven't ish. checked out that band. <laughs> we'll come on to that later because I'll mention them again when yeah. we bring up one of our segments. Um, but... Uh, the the other thing I've got is I really don't like my own singing voice, um, uh-huh. and who does? I know I can sing in <laughs> That's tune. That's harsh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I meant one's own, not that specifically. I'm sure this is just a, a, a dig back for the um, for the the, oh, the no, thievery of no the vintage SG. Mr. Klein. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I think... Many apologies again. Yeah, keep them coming. <laughs> so, um, just for, for listeners who may not have caught, caught what we're on about here, it's um, a couple of weeks back. In fact, Matt, why don't you tell us what happened? Um, yeah, well, Matt, why don't you tell us what happened? <laughs> Basically, what happened was, I saw a SG, a vintage SG, on the local classifieds for 70 quid and 
thought about it and then decided not to go for it. Then mentioned it in the group and Moog said, oh, I'm in the market for an SG. Go and check it out. And, you know, if it's all right, send it across. So I went and checked it out and fell in love with it and haven't put it down since. (laughs) 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 To the point where I can literally lean to the right and touch it. I don't even need to get off my feet. (laughs) And the SG. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So, yeah, um, I, I basically, the SG that I've been speaking about for the last month, I'm guessing at this point, yeah, I stole from Moog because I bought yeah. it for him and then never sold it to him. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, and we'll keep it going for at least another month, I'm sure. Indeed. I mean, if there's a, if there's a podcast that does ring as much comedy value out of material that they can, it's us. I mean, even Didn't you end up with my... Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, carry on. I was going to say, didn't you end up with my um, Marshall Lee 12 as well? I did end up with your Marshall Lee 12. I can can also lean to the right and touch that. (laughs) It is literally there. Oh, I can see it. Oh, I miss you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to come and live around your house. You got half my shit there. (laughs) Well, once I get the the pickup sorted in the... uh, the SG, I'm pretty sure it will live plugged into that Marshall Lee 12. Ugh, beautiful. Beautiful. I can't Indeed. I can't be angry at you. It's a lovely little setup. It is. Um, and speaking of setups... Um, <gasps> Indeed. Segway! <laughs> Thank you, Moog. Um, <laughs> we are definitely hitting a professional stride today, aren't we, with sound effects? <laughs> Um, so yeah, you were you were talking about um, getting some extra umph in your your um, live performances later this summer, weren't you, Matt? So, do you want to tell us a bit about um, your contemplation? Yeah. So basically, this summer we've got more live outdoor gigs on fairly big stages than ever before. Usually, we get one in TT week. And maybe one later on in the year at something that's called the Queenie Festival over here, which is basically an outdoor festival in Port Erin centred around Queenie fishing, um, which sounds a bit weird, but it's kind of like a Manx staple food and everybody basically just sits outside on the beach, watches live music and eats fish. And it's just kind of awesome. Um, But yeah, so we've, this year, because of the way TT and the Isle of Man have set up the area that used to be Bushy's Beer Tent this year is going to be run by another brewery called the Hooded Ram which has meant Bushy's are moving to the Villa Marina Gardens which means there are two big stages competing with each other Um, both who are paying uh, paying better than Bushy's used to um, because they're trying to vie for bands to come and play on their stages Um, we've got headline slots on peak days for both of them and we've also got again the, the queenie festival later on in the year so i've basically got loads of outdoor or for for me loads of outdoor gigs yeah and because i am a giant child i kind <laughs> of want i don't want more volume because my ac15 is la- plenty loud enough yeah but you don't get the trouser flapping 412 kind of oomph out of it 
because I end up having to raise it up so that I can hear it. So it's not sat on the stage, it's sat on a box. So I was yeah. thinking instead of sitting it on a box, why don't I sit it on a 212 cab mm. and plug the two into each other and then I've got 412. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, that that right there, that's simple, effective mathematics. It is. And, um, yeah, so I... I don't know whether I'm just being a giant child and I just want to have a 412 or whether it probably would make things better, more gooder, hmm. yeah, extra more, tones. Yeah, more, more. yeah. M-O-A-R-T-O-A-N-Z, yeah. Yeah, more yeah that's it, exactly. Um, yeah. So, I think... The, the the pros and cons of it. Um, I mean, what what I'd consider is getting a two twelve cab that uh, was almost kind of polar opposite of your um, the speakers in your uh, AC fifteen now because they're they're greenbacks, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I did check, and they are Celestian greenbacks. Awesome. Um, not my favourite speaker, but <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've, I've come to terms with them. Actually, we've we've made peace, me and the greenback. Um, and with an AC fifteen, I can understand that. Yes, it would be a very, um, very usable speaker. Um, however, if you want to get that kind of breadth of sound. Um, maybe looking towards something with uh, <laughs> with the the Alnico Blues to start off with, because the uh, the AC series uh, is synonymous with the the Alnico Blues, which are a slightly more chimey, slightly more toppy speaker. I am to believe. Yep. Um, but you don't. Um, uh, I've not seen many. Um, two twelve cabinets that have got uh, Alnico blues in them at all. You tend to find that two twelves either house um, uh, number one they ha- house um, quite cheap speakers, or they'll house um, greenbacks or uh, vintage thirties. Yeah, and I think if you if you're going for a two twelve with greenbacks, you, there's Aside from the the two extra speakers pushing air, there's not really much, um, much of a an advantage to it. To be honest, um, I mean, the vintage thirties are kind of again they're a rock speaker. They're a, they're a bit more, um, uh, a bit less focused in the mid range, uh, and a, a bit more of an overall. Um, I hear that a lot of metal players actually like vintage thirties, um, so that might be a right, okay. uh, a choice. Option. Yeah, um, but if you can get something with with something that's got an Alnico magnet rather than ceramic magnets in it, I think you'll be hitting some some glorious tonal territory there. <laughs> Hmm. I'll definitely check it out. I'm not sure that I'm going to do it yet. It's just a, an idea that I had whilst sat at work going, I'm really bored of work. What can I think about? 
Why don't you go the whole hog and um, get a get a four twelve and stick it on top of that? That'll be like six twelves. There you go. Yeah. If, if four's good, six is better. Absolutely. I like the way you think. Well, Indeed. You know, <laughs> I'm not just a pretty face. Oh, hang on, I'm not even that shit. <laughs> Don't be so down on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I usually go with the line. Um, it's it's not just a hat rack or a hair farm for me. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, sorry. Taking the So yeah, I mean, those those are options. Uh, Four twelve actually might it might end up cheaper. Um, I I tend to see four twelves going. Uh, cheaper on the used market than 212s these days because like we were mentioning last week no fucker wants uh. 412s um, buy, a, buy a 412 saw it in half and then sellotape the bottom back on cheap 212 <laughs> is that the way it works is it well yeah it's only speakers isn't it <laughs> yes yeah, cutting through the wires <laughs> Ah, that'd be fine. You got to leave so, it plugged in for that bit, don't you? If you cut yeah, the wires, gaffer tape, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's uh, that's one thing. Um, our final final thing for you this week, Matt. You um you were gonna be away this week, weren't you? I was supposed to not be here right now. Yes. Mm, yeah, uh, and you were supposed to be doing your um, <laughs> wrestling cast, weren't it? Yeah, so we, it was originally moved from Wednesday to today because one of the guys they was out us, yesterday. Yeah. And <laughs> then it, they just a last-minute change to move it to tomorrow because one of the other guys is ill and can't speak, um, So which made me available. But yeah, I was going to ditch you to do my wrestling podcast because it's WrestleMania this week and I can't not be on the, the podcast because it's the go-home to Mania. WrestleMania! Here we go. Yeah, we've got live footage from the, the WrestleMania. Um, so we thought we'd, we'd give you a, a little segment this week, Matt. So explain to us what this wrestling is. Matt's wrestling explanation time. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, um, I mean, I got into wrestling as a kid. Um, so I will give that caveat of I was seven or eight and it was kind of a fad that some of the kids at school were going through ended up watching it on sky as a child you don't realize that it's fake you don't realize that you know they're not actually they're 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 literally blading themselves to get all the blood because back in the late 90s early 2000s every single match had somebody splitting their head open on one thing or another and you think that it's real and actually what they're doing is they're cutting themselves with a razor blade to make it look more sort of look look like a bit a bigger injury than it is and you know they're not actually hurting or they're hurting themselves but nowhere near as much as you think I was going to say so uh, as a kid uh, yeah 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 as a as a kid I kind of got into it that way and you know they're hitting each other with steel chairs but they're not actually steel chairs it's basically aluminium foil that's slightly hardened and they if you watch um, which you don't notice as a kid, they put their arms up and the and the chair hits their arms and not their head. Um, 
so you know you but you don't look at things like that as a kid so i got into it and you know it's really exciting to watch as a kid and then i stopped watching for a while got back into it recently and it's like a giant soap opera but far more entertaining (laughs) is how i would describe it so you've got long-running storylines you've got feuds there are heels and faces so the heels are the bad guys and the baby faces are the good guys and it's just like like i say it's a giant soap opera but with far better storylines and fighting (laughs) (laughs) so it's uh, it's like swarfiga it's uh, a manly soap (laughs) it's yeah i mean it's it's just comedic like it's right the reason that i still watch it is because it gives you a laugh every week no matter there's one storyline at the moment where there's a a guy called braun Strowman who is six foot ten he's an ex-olympic powerlifter and in one particular match the guy he was fighting didn't particularly want to fight somebody who was like 170 pounds heavier than him. So he ran away to the car park, got in his car, and Braun Strowman lifted the back end of the car up so that he couldn't drive away. <laughs> so you've got, you know, fun bits like that. And then you've got other people that are taking it seriously and, you know, take themselves far too seriously and just like to be there to be annoying. And you've got all sorts. And then you've got the crowd favourites trying to go and beat the crap out of the ones that aren't the crowd favourites to make everyone happy and you've got all sorts of things happening and you get like people get arrested like fake arrested and then whilst they're in handcuffs somebody else comes in and knocks the seven shades of shit out of them it's all just a, a good laugh and then the other bits are you can guess what's going to happen and then get really annoyed when they don't do what you think they should do Oh. And you can then rant about it on a podcast, and you can you can say they should have done this instead of that, and you know that's where I get my enjoyment from. It especially now that I've like got a few mates that are watching it, is talking to them and think seeing what they would do and whether it's different to what you would do and whether it's different to what actually happens and the direction you think things should go. Yeah, I think I mean that pretty much mirrors what we do with Gibson on a if not <laughs> monthly weekly basis yeah yeah i mean it, it and it is exactly the same thing you you see a storyline you say you, th- you say they should do this and they either do that or they do the complete opposite and then you get really angry with them yeah. and you rant about it for an hour and a half on a podcast hey <laughs> hey that that brings us in doesn't it hey um so yeah that was uh that was wrestling are we gonna watch it <laughs> Um, I probably won't. <laughs> I'll just listen to a fantastic podcast about it. Indeed. The Booking Bad Bookers. Booker, bad Bookers, bad bad bookers. bookers podcast. Ah. Yeah. I booked so the that people one who, up, didn't I? <laughs> people who make the decisions are bookers, <laughs> and we are the bad bookers because we, we disagree with everything that WWE do, and they have a multi million selling show, and we don't. Uh. <laughs> Wouldn't um, Mother Booker's been, oh. uh, been a slightly... <laughs> slightly uh, I wasn't one. involved in the naming of the podcast. I was, uh. It's not my fault. Okay. Could we okay. combine the two? Would it be the Mother <laughs> Humbuckers? Bad Mother Bookers. Mother Humbuckers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You have little musical interludes. Indeed, yeah. 
where Matt, well, drunk, we did have- drunk Matt will play over the outro. <laughs> with the oh, I love drunk Matt. I miss drunk, drunk Matt. I think he's should be compulsory. Drunk Matt was not a good idea. <laughs> it wasn't a good idea the next I was day. really... I cannot believe I used my um, Stevie Wonder cheese grater joke on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was close to the edge, wasn't it? That's it was. Fun. It was. I like the way that Drunk Matt got drunker, Matt, as it went on as well. That was good. <laughs> well, I'd been out, and I knew that if I didn't keep drinking, I'd fall asleep during the podcast. <laughs> no, it sounded like So I kept drinking. He, he did stay away. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes we kind of wish he hadn't. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll take that feedback. <laughs> Listening back, I kind of wish I hadn't. <laughs> right. Oh man, imagine if we just did one where everyone was drunk on it. That'd be something, wouldn't it? I think I'd, I, I need to be at least a modicum of sober to be able to record the thing. But <laughs> I, I, I've tried teaching the cat to do the setup for me, but she's just she's not up to the job. Damn, Can't no even upload it. Thumbs. No, no, no. She uh, she just keeps complaining about salmon, um, <laughs> and she she keeps asking me about the mouse. Ah, um, oh, there it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, so I've done stuff this week. Oh, what have you done? Um, I haven't really done a great deal to be honest. I barely even got a chance to listen to our own podcast. Yes, I am that narcissistic. Um, so let's have a look what I did do. Um, I, I, I'm going to say this very quietly, just in case anyone's listening. I, I, I bought some pedals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought a Boss DS one. I'm sorry, what was that? Was a, you bought a, a, a bought a which one? A, 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 a what? Boss DS one. <laughs> A boss DS one. <laughs> no. um, Budget pedal chap has got a boss DS one. A boss DS one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's a, that is a, a it's a catchy, catchy tune. I'm expecting that as a B side on one of the um, the Rapscallion singles. <laughs> yeah, chuck some drums under it. It's done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I bought a DS one, um, and and I bought a Joyo Ultimate Drive, both of which were exquisite bargains. Um, and the reason for doing this is because um, I I've been doing a little bit of research and I've found that these two pedals in particular are quite easy to mod. Um, so I thought I'd um, throw my hat into the modding game. Are you um, going to tell us what the mods are or what they do, or is that secret? Um, Don't they ride around on Vespers? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you just keep setting them up, Matt will knock them down. <laughs> um, so, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, hopefully the DS1, um, I will be modding the the tone stack so that it doesn't go from like wet sock to like angry bees in a tin. You're just going to rub <laughs> off the the writing and respell tone properly, aren't you? Yeah, T O A N. That's all you're going to do. I'm gonna, 
I'm hopefully going to fix the uh, the fucking noise floor on the bus DS1 because they are horrendous. Um, but I'm going to hopefully make it so that the the gain isn't so um, so driven at the lower end um, because I mean I, I bought a DS1 one to get to be subtle uh, and perhaps the fault lies with me. <laughs> Um, definitely lies with you <laughs> but yeah um, the boss DS1 is as subtle as a bloody boss metal zone <laughs> I don't know the, the boss metal zone has got concentric bots which both arouse and scare me <laughs> sorry oh what was that? Sorry. <laughs> uh, motorbike. That was my lunch coming back up. No, yes, it was just a motorbike. I've got, even though I've got, yeah, very thin windows. I don't know. I just thought it was some some crazy effect you were putting on the uh, on the microphone. Uh, I could have got away with that, couldn't I? <laughs> you could have. Uh, the the ultimate drive. I don't know what mods I can do to it yet, um, but apparently. Uh, there was a little fiasco with uh, with a company doing a pedal called the Alpha Drive. I think it was called uh, Freakish Blues. The company where they were basically buying in the Joyo Ultimate Drive, doing some very simple mods on it, and sending it back out and selling for like two hundred and fifty quid. Wow! Was it JHS? No, um, <laughs> I believe they, the the company was Freakish Blues. Um, I don't know. Um, so this is alleged. Um, I can't confirm nor deny this. However, I will be trying to find out what these very simple muds were and do one uh, myself. Mm. I will then try my hand at selling it for 250 quid. <laughs> uh, to varying degrees yeah. of success. Well, I'm sure with some of your fantastic original art, then it's bound to go for that sort of money. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's almost a cert, isn't it? I think so. Um, I mean, if, so, you know, if, if not for a piece of musical gear, for a, for something sort of gallery or you know art installation, someone will have it. Yeah, definitely. Go modern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're ready for this jelly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that little segment was uh, was definitely for Moog this week, and he's Aww. here. Feel honoured to be here in person to hear the uh, pedal update. That's it. Um, but I've, I've done other things. Um, so today I went on a giant spring clean, um, a spring clean for my guitars. Um, so I, um, there were three guitars that I ended up um, kind of overhauling. The um, Revelation. Uh, it's a RTE custom, I believe it is. It's basically a telly, uh, double bound. Um, uh, an Ibanez Roadstar and my Fender Thinline 72 Telecaster. Um, so, uh, I didn't do this for all of them, but for, for the revelation, I, uh, I took all the strings off, uh, gave it a fret polish, um, lubed the nut, <laughs> that's not really? even going there not even <laughs> going there the, 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 you've, you've oh, waited God. for it but I'm not I'm no. going to repeat that again I lubed <laughs> the nut 
I'm I using bet you did. <laughs> you dirty <laughs> bastard. <laughs> um, and I uh, clean the fretboards, um, new set of strings, and uh, played it a little while, and it was beautiful. Um, I adjusted the truss rod on the road star and basically cleaned up the cleaned up the strings and and whatnot on on all of them. Um, so yeah. That was my uh, my spring clean. Um, a couple of things kind of sprung to mind for that one. Um, how awesome the Ibanez Roadstar is! Um, it's a guitar that, uh, for one reason or another, I haven't played too much um, recently, and it just made me fall in love with that guitar again. It's essentially it's like a Strat, um, and it's. Better than ninety percent of Fender's strats that I've played, and I've played a few. Hmm. What makes it better? Um. Yep. Yeah. It's better. <laughs> um, it's just okay. the the neck profile just feels really comfortable. Um. It's got a nice chunky neck on it. It's. <laughs> Drink. Uh, <laughs> that's it um, it's substantial but without being unwieldy uh, the the Telecaster neck's definitely thicker the uh, the thin line Telecaster neck's thicker um, ironically yes um, just like, all of the parts of it are really good The I've not had to upgrade a, a great deal for it to be a, a just a beautiful guitar the trem system is very, very weird, um, but it works really well. The tuners are standard and feel solid. Um, the string trees are roller string trees, I believe, from standard. It's just it's all of the things that you do to a, a strap to make it better as standard. Hmm. And it's got mojo for days because it's a, an 80s classic Ibanez not not in neon colour as well it's um, it's Hank Marvin red (laughs) nice I think that's that's from the Ibanez catalogue Hank Marvin red Um, (laughs) official colour name yeah that's it yeah Uh, so yeah I did a little bit of a spring clean Um, and how about you guys do you what what do you do when you uh, when you clean your springs <laughs> um, when you uh, when you overhaul your guitars. What's the uh, what's the go to um, procedure? Um, I'm quite um, not lax. Yes, I am. I'm lax. Um, I, I generally, if if I'm doing like a big clean, um, I guess it, a lot of it depends on what guitar it is. If it's um, uh, something with a hard tail then maybe I'll rip it, all the strings off yeah, uh, and just give it a good old go over but generally if not then I'll take things off string by string but I, I guess I can be quite thorough with the fretboard but it's mm-hmm. it's how long between those cleans for me is the, is the big problem um, <clears throat> but um, yeah I mean if I think the last time I gave um Something really good clean would have been. I, I, I got my old Jackson dinky out of storage uh, a while ago, and that was caked on the fretboard. 
after years of storage. And I, I, yeah, I, I, I stripped that off and, but that was because it's got a Floyd Rose on it. It was, it was string by string. And then I just went, went along each fret string by string and cleaned it sort of both <laughs> lengthways along the neck and, and across the, uh, across the fretboard as well. Um, that's, that's some dedication. Yeah, it's. I, I think things like that once in a while are quite kind of relaxing. It gets all my zen-like. You can really, you know, stick some music on or something on the TV or whatever, and just really go to town and get into all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I felt bad for the missus today when I was um, cleaning the strings on the um, on the telly and the Roadstar because, like I said, I didn't take those off. I just I fast fretted them and got some kitchen roll and and kind of degreased them uh, and she was sitting there doing some rather important work and every so often she just hear <laughs> <laughs> and she was so patient bless her but <laughs> yeah it was i mean the the sound was going through me and i was doing it so i can only i can only imagine what was going through yeah. her head Mm. So, I've not used fast fret for years, years and years. Probably twenty years since I put fast fret on. It's a bit of a contentious issue, isn't it? Some people love it. Some people just think it's the devil's sputum. <laughs> um, I I swear by this stuff um, for prolonging string life. I don't use it. I don't use it religiously. So it's not like every every time I play a fast fret and then fast fret once I'm done. I use oh. it kind of. To to rejuvenate a bit of life into the strings, especially when they're okay. getting, yeah, when when you're getting the um the kind of dried on muck and you start mm-hmm. feeling friction on the string, a bit of fast fret clears it up, lovely. You, but, you don't find it gunks up the neck. No, uh, I find oh. quite the opposite because uh, I actually use fast fret on the fretboard itself as well, um Ooh. of rosewood. Uh, rosewood boards. Uh, it doesn't doesn't make a difference on uh, maple. Um, but if your if your rosewood board is looking um, a little dehydrated, a bit of fast fret on that brings the colour back out. Lovely. Um, and I might have to give it a go again. Yeah, I, I swear by the stuff. Um, <laughs> did Dario did a, a fast fret? Um, alternative called xlr8 uh, which uh, wow. is, yeah it's not quite as good <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the uh the applicator was much better though um i did like the applicator for that uh, hmm. but the the product not quite fast for it um so yeah the spring clean uh, so that was three guitars only another 10 left but yeah I suppose it's a start isn't it Uh, so yeah we've got some topics this week haven't we Um, oh in fact before I do that we've got we've got a little sombre moment um, because this week I have let go of a um, an important piece of gear of mine yeah so, um, <laughs> I'll just keep going underneath. Uh, yeah, I'll, I won't. I'll, I'll edit it. I'll edit it in, so it's beautiful. Um, 
so um, my Black Star HD40 um, has has gone to a new home this week. Um, it's something that I never thought that I would do. Um, however, um, a a trade opportunity came up, and it seemed like the right time uh, because essentially I only ever used the clean channel on the HD40. Um, so out of I think there was about 15 knobs on the front panel I only ever used two huh. uh, so I thought yeah, that's one too many <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, a, a tone and a volume oh and the, the master volume I used that as well um, I almost almost snapped the reverb off <laughs> um, because you're wrong because you're a wrong human being <laughs> Reverb, man. <laughs> Reverb. Um, so, yeah, I traded it. Um, I traded it for a PV Classic 30. What, what, what? I hear you ask. You already have one of those. Yes, yes, I do. Now I have two. Stereo uh, nice. here we come. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, some people have tried to convince me to go stereo. Um, I am most likely going to donate one of the classic 30s to Adam Yeomans so when we practice we have got two classic 30s classicking up the place <laughs> um, so yeah uh, that that's probably going to be a, a thing I want to hear what both of both of our Les Pauls sound like through the classic 30s so I'm definitely going to have that happening at some point mm, that does sound like it could be pretty pretty meaty indeed Indeed, uh, and I will. I will, of course, let you listeners know, and maybe even post video of how that gets. Yeah, on. you should. Um, will you do me a favour and just humour me, and both of you use the drive channel on the PV rather than your drive pedals, because the drive just, channel on the PV once, is brilliant. Yeah, I, I've used just just once with both of you on the drive channel. Just see how much amazingness you can get. Yeah, no, they are. Just I completely sweet. agree. The uh, the classic thirty has got a fantastic drive channel. Um, again, I'm using it for the clean channel uh, because I get all my drive through pedals. However, I completely understand Matt. The uh, the drive on the classic thirty is brilliant, and I may get it where we put both of our Les Pauls through the drive channel just for you. Yeah, I I just want to hear what that sounds like because I think. That would sound amazing because the other guitarist in my band has a PV Classic 30 as his backup and when he uses it he drops out one of the drive pedals on his board and replaces it with the foot switch for the PV because it, this, the drive channel is just that good. There's a foot switch now. <laughs> what, what, did you, what? Did you not know you could get you can get a foot switch for the Classic 30? Well, that might be my next purchase. Two uh, lots do it, of those. seriously. Yeah. Seriously, do it because you'll probably drop one of the eight Mojo Mojos from your board. Heresy, <laughs> heresy, I say. <laughs> uh, could you imagine? Just gets that foot twitch and just starts lobbing the Mojo Mojos out the window one by one. <laughs> I'm imagining like an open top bus and me just throwing Mojos in the street. You get a Mojo Mojo. You get a Mojo you Mojo. Can- my Oprah Ow, moment. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play guitar. Stop throwing things. <laughs> you can only do it four times as well. So. <laughs> oh. 
No one else gets Form an order like you. That's it. There you go. I've got a, a damn electro pedal you can have. <laughs> it's not as good. Um, yeah. So, we, we have got topics this week. We're not just going to be narcissists and talk about ourselves. Um, so, uh, the parallel universe strat tele hybrid thing. I don't even know the, the actual title for it. Um, but that's been floating think, around I in the news. I think that's the official title. Ah, the strat tele hybrid. I'm pretty sure that's thing. the official title. Cool. So it is essentially a Telecaster, but with a Strat scratch plate and three Strat single coils. Um, I th- think and a Strat bridge. Strat bridge as well. Strat yeah. um, input jack as well, maybe? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it shows how much research I've done on this product. I can confirm it does have a Stratocaster-style input jack. Beautiful. Look at you. Um, I knew so, that. Yeah. I didn't just quickly Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it's it's been um, banding around uh, Facebook recently um, because they are hitting stores very soon, or have hit stores. Who knows? Um, so <laughs> this is a very relaxed podcast this week, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's it, it, it's. Pretty much always very relaxed, Mr. McGravitt. No, uh, that's the way we roll. Um, so, what, what are our thoughts and opinions of this Strat Tele Hybrid? Well, when I first designed this, they came to me and said, Satan, we want you to make the worst guitar ever. So I said, okay, I shall combine two amazing guitars and come up with something weird. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Satan. Um, he just popped in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He often pops around for a um, cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, it could be designed by Satan, because what they've done is they've taken all of the good bits from the telly and all of the good bits from the strat and thrown them away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the input jack of a stratocaster is a sublime thing. It is better than and a stratocaster sh- input jack, to be fair. And the shape of a telly is all right. Okay, so they've kept the good shape of the telecaster body and they've kept the good input jack of the Strat and then they've thrown all the rest of the good bits away. And Mm. they've left you with an unstable bridge system, the wrong-shaped headstock, um, and three single coils, which nobody ever wants. (laughs) Yeah, the pickups are the the worst thing for me, I think. Um, Because if you want something that's tellyish, then there's a reason I think you want that so I, I'm not quite sure what the benefit would be it's, it's got to be just an aesthetic thing surely yeah um, uh, yeah I think I'd agree um, I, I think I've, I've been contemplating the um, the Macquine Stratocaster um, kind of <laughs> the friction the hate um, and I think I think Matt needs to try it, try a strat with a tube screamer in front of it. Um, because when I when I tried um when I tried the strat with a with a tube screamer as a kind of tonal shaping thing rather than a a drive thing, it it made I still have the strat two strats. Sense. Do it, I still do it have now. two strats. 
They are Squire Affinity Strats that have no oh, modifications no. to them whatsoever. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think I, I need to take a trip to the Isle of Man with uh, one of my Strats. I might even take the Ibanez Roadstar because it's, it's more of a Strat than most Strats. Um, <laughs> and, and I need to show you show you how it's done. Uh, because strats are wonderful things. They're delicious tonal creatures. Um, I agree, especially the uh, the neck pickup. That's oh, where it's all at, isn't it? Yeah, uh, there's nothing bit, else quite like that. I, I like the uh, the middle pickup on a strat actually. Oh, it's, it's it's the unsung hero for me because. Um, <laughs> Without that, the, the kind of out-of-phase positions don't happen. And I find that if you go to the bridge, it's too, it's usually a bit too kind of nasally. Classy. Yeah, Classy I mean... horrible. If, if you get good strat sets, the the ice pickiness of it isn't there. But it's, it's usually a, a bit nasal. Um... Well, there's Whereas, also this wonderful thing called a tone knob on most guitars that you can uh, with most help take strats, some of that out. They, Why would uh, you have a tone knob? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Matthew. Oh dear. <laughs> like uh, I said before, a bridge humbucker wired to the input jack, that's all you need. <laughs> um, I mean, we are allowed our own opinions, aren't we? No are matter we? how wrong they are. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this uh, this Strat Tele hybrid, it's it doesn't seem to be re- receiving too much of a positive um, feedback from from the uh, the Fret Talk podcast. However, I happen to have a Strat Tele hybrid, and I've owned it for about maybe about a year and a half, something like that. I know, shocking. Um, <laughs> The man uh, who I talk about possibly more than Moog uh, Revit, uh, <laughs> Mr. Fletcher, uh, he he uh, he makes guitars as well, uh, and he made a Strat Tele hybrid, which is pretty much exactly um, how Fender have done it, um, but it looks cooler, uh, which is why I bought it. Uh, it's it's a wicked uh, wicked guitar actually, and one thing that he did put on it was um, something that I'd never heard of before, which is the Fez Parker mod, which essentially turns one of your um, tone controls into a blend control. Um, so on the bridge position, the blend puts in the neck, so you can blend in some neck. So it again takes off some of that ice pickiness um, and it almost sounds kind of humbuckery when you blend them in um, in position in the out of phase positions it does um, it blends the coil that's not in so if it's on position 2 it will blend the neck in if it's on position 4 it blends the bridge in so you can get all three at once um, and when you're on the neck position it blends the bridge in so you can ruin the neck position with a bit of bridge 
Um, <laughs> and the only position that it actually does nothing is the middle. It just doesn't do anything. But it's it's it makes the strat hugely versatile then. Mm-hmm. And you get a tone control that works on the bridge. Oh, hey! <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Stratotele uh, was something that... Um, something that I've uh, already experienced and I love it. I might need to get well, that to spring clean it though because I haven't played it in a while. <laughs> um, it so, sounds yeah. like we're wrong then, Matt. Yep. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I am wrong. To be fair, I'm probably wrong because I'm probably wrong about strats as well because I'm hmm. pretty sure they're quite popular. Yeah, I mean, Hendrix played one and he, he was all right, he was, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. He I was. think I've heard of him. Yeah. 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 I, was, I mean, to be fair, it's not. I, you know, obviously, I've not. I've not played one. I've not heard one. So who am I to judge? But there's just. There's just something that just hurts my brain a little bit to look at it. Yeah, I think the fact that it's. Yeah. It's just that. Um, that sunburst with the white guard. I think it just. It's the the uh, the, the plain Jane of the Stratocaster world, anyway, and then. With this weird, just kind of, it's almost like that uncanny valley feel. Mm, yes, that's exactly it. Um, so yeah, I think they could have uh, could have got around that boy. Need to chuck a silver sparkle over it, then I'll be well up for it. <laughs> <laughs> just silver sparkle anything and your your moogs. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so yeah. Um, Moving on, um, our good friend Paul, Paul Farrell, um, he uh, took his fabled Les Paul uh, to the local guitar tech, uh, and he he got it back, uh, and he's 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 found a new lease of life with this uh, with this instrument. He's he's found a new love for his Les Paul. Hmm. Um, As it should be. Yeah, I mean the Les Paul is a, it's a delightful instrument. Uh, I mean I've been playing mine quite a lot recently because of those, those blend pickups that I had put in, mm. um, which I will not mention anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I heard something from a uh, from Mr. Fletcher today actually, which which makes me. Um, a little excited, um, but I won't tell you any more of that news because I don't know if it's uh, hush hush top secret. But <laughs> good things. Um, anyway, so um, how important? Remember that's Fletcher pickups. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we got again. We're gonna. I reckon we'll have that at the start of every episode. Um, mood, mood coming in. It's Fletcher pickups. <laughs> Um, we need a tagline as well. Deal on broadcast rights. We need we need a tagline for it. We'll uh, we'll do some brainstorming on that and get back to you. Um, so yeah, um, how how important do you think um, a setup is to your guitar? Is it something that is an absolute must, or is it something that you can you can deal with? when it's not so not so great i'm 
probably the worst person in the universe for this, but unless the guitar is unplayable, I will play it. I, I, I don't have any issues. I don't mind if... I've got different setups on different guitars. I've got guitars that have got medium action. I've got guitars that have got action where I can probably fit my palm underneath the strings before the, the, at about the 12th fret. I'm terrible for getting guitars set up. Um, I I will happily play a guitar that other people would say was unplayable and not be too fussed about it. Um, that's uh, um, That shows that you are versatile, at least. Uh, if lazy is probably another <laughs> word for it. <laughs> I was trying to put um, a positive spin on it, but yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah and... As, as long as it's playable, I will play it. If it gets to a position where it's unplayable, I will try and set it up myself, generally fail, and then send it to a tech. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. How about yourself, Moog? Um, I'm along a similar line, but I think for me it kind of depends what I'm doing with it. Um, I've got like loads of guitars here that I've never seen a pro set up, or if they did, it was a long, long, long time ago. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll sit and I'll, I'll play them. Um, but then my main Les Paul for, which I use for recording and gigging, I want to keep that in tip top shape. Um, so, um, I haven't, I mean, I've not, I've not had it a huge amount of time, but when I bought it, one of the things that I sort of said, because I bought it used and the condition was that they gave it a proper setup and a darn good scene too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and then yeah, I really noticed the difference between when I played it in the shop and when I got it home. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. it was like a you know, a new instrument. So I think, you know, a really good setup is uh yeah, I think it can make make a lot of difference. Yeah. Um I mean that that's pretty much where I stand with it. Um I did mention last week or the week before um that i experienced wrist problems um with with poor setups um it's mainly like the uh the tension under finger if if it goes past a certain point um it, it then becomes problematic for my um if for my my wrist and, and my forearm um which you then, need to exercise your wrists more. <laughs> I'm gonna say that that's definitely not the issue. <laughs> uh, no, I was, was just I was sitting here thinking, do do I know him well enough to pick up on that one? No, I'm gonna leave that to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenage boy once. I can tell you, the wrists have been exercised. <laughs> Um, yes, what teenage boy doesn't love tennis? Uh, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I lock myself in my room and uh, <laughs> yep, Master tennis, ten, tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really weird masturbation with a tennis racket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, it's gone dark, people. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, I think um, the, the problem lay from uh, uh, an old motoring incident because uh, I used to ride motorbikes and came off them quite a, quite a lot, believe it or not. Uh, 
so yeah my my wrists are very delicate little flowers um oh. which means that i have to have very particular setups on my guitar um and it is it's like night and day um playing a, a guitar that's set properly uh, and and a guitar that's not received a, a good setup. Um, I mean, even before that, if a guitar's action was above a certain uh, like a certain amount, I, I was a bit snobby with it, and I I just kind of turned my nose up at it anyway. Um, but because uh, because of all of that, because of my kind of snobbiness and and the fact that I I need a, a specific kind of setup. Um, I've become quite adept at um, setting certain things on the guitar up myself. More like, I I won't flinch when it comes to setting a truss rod. Uh, I know mm. roughly what it needs to do, uh, and we'll tinker around and, and make that happen. Um, along with uh, intonation, I don't mind doing that. <laughs> it makes me swear a lot, but I will do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm I'm capable of it. I just generally like intonation. I will do because I mm. hate strings that sound out of tune. But yep. trust rods and shit. That's yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much the same. I mean, I've I've tinkered with intonation on a couple of guitars, and that's fine. I don't. I I feel. I think my line is. I feel that if it's something that is not going to damage it i'm happy to tinker with it but things like the truss rod i'm i don't really know exactly what i'm doing um and i'm a bit scared you know because obviously if you do you know do that then you're you're done for um i mean i've got a so i've got a bass sitting here that's got you know the necks all 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 over the place and it's got more action than a 80s Seagal movie. (laughs) Uh, i'm glad you went with that and not uh not doing a cd route a teenage budget pedal chap, um, <laughs> but uh, yes, and and I've sort of I I started to um, give the truss rod a tweak, a tweak, um, but I just felt like I just didn't know what I was doing, so I thought I'd, I'd better stop. Yeah, and I could yeah. yeah, so many YouTube videos I could find out, but I just haven't. So yeah, yeah. I mean the the um, the misconception with the truss rod is that. If you adjust it, you will break it, and then your guitar will die. Um, perpetuated by luthiers, I think this uh, this myth. Um, I mean, you have to go very far, uh, one way or the other, before something breaks. Um, and and this is where in the call. Um, we lost connection. Um, we did try so very hard to get the uh, the connection back up, but the gods of the internet were not with us today. Um, so I'm going to have to do the outro all by myself. I know. Um, so if you want to catch us, um, if you want to catch us online, you go um, facebook.com forward slash um, budget pedal chap to find me or you go instagram.com slash budget pedal chap to find me on youtube you can find me um, in the show notes you'll find the, the link just type in budget pedal chap um, if you want to find um, Matt online you go 
Um, look for his new podcast, The Bad Booker's Podcast. It's all about wrestling. So if you like wrestling, go check that out. Uh, you can also check his band out at Switch IOM. So that's facebook.com slash Switch IOM. Um, Moog, you can check out at facebook.com slash Rapscallion, I believe, or Rapscallion Music. Again, it's in the show notes. Check them out. Um, and if you want to get your thoughts and opinions and your questions and your voice heard if you go uh, facebook.com slash groups and type in fret talk podcast so fret talk podcast group you will find all of us we are active members there um don't be afraid to uh, get on itunes and give us a review as well because all of that stuff helps the popularity of the podcast uh, and i am going to leave it there for you guys this week Thank you so much for listening and thanks for understanding that the internet is not an infallible thing. So from your host, Budget Pedal Chap, remotely from Matt Quine and from McGravit, be adios this week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Nothing like sinking welcome, on Welcome, 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 listeners. Oh, you bastard. I'm Who was that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try again. <laughs> I'm going to give you a moment here, Matt. That was genius. <laughs> you know what's going to make it to oh, the end sorry. of the show this week? <laughs> yeah, it's that. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> that was genius. Right. <laughs> right, compose yourself, lads. Whew.